Welcome to the Balanced Black Girl Podcast. We're putting black girl magic in motion. This show is dedicated to reinventing wellness for women of color. I'm your host, Lestrandra Alfred. Welcome back to the show. I am so happy to have you here hanging out with me for yet another week of the Balanced Black Girl Podcast. Today, we have an incredible guest on the show to talk more about strength, fitness, and wellness for women of color. But before we dive into that, we're going to get into the review of the week because this community has been incredible, has left the show some wonderful reviews, and I love sharing them with you all. So this week's review says, this is such a real, raw, unfiltered, open discussion opening up discussions that people are afraid to talk about, thinking about issues but not saying it. I'm so excited to see Lestrandra and her guests open up the conversation for women of color. We do need to occupy all spaces of life. The more of us there are, the more comfortable we will feel. The image of us in all these spaces will be the new normal. It's not only real, but funny and entertaining as well. I hear my friend on the other line giving me tough love, saying it like it is, educating me, and making me realize. I'm so excited to follow this and see what's to come. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for starting this. And thank you for opening the door. Well, thank you so much, reviewer, for leaving that amazing review, and I am so glad that the show is resonating with you in this way. If you have not yet left a review for the Balanced Black Girl podcast on iTunes, please, please, please do so. That is how more people find the show. That is what is going to help us really redefine and diversify the wellness space, is if you go ahead and rate it and review it, let people know how much you like it, iTunes will actually show it to more people. So if you haven't yet left us a rating and review for the show, please do. It is a huge help. And without further ado, let's jump into the show. Welcome back to the show. Today, I am joined by Brittany Love, Seattle-based personal trainer, bar instructor, certified holistic health coach, and cycling instructor. So I recently connected with Brittany after taking one of her cycling classes at Cycle Bar here in Seattle, which was so much fun. And that's a lot coming from me because I usually don't like cycling or cardio in general, (laughs) but her class was amazing. She's a real deal, and I knew I had to have her on the show. So welcome on, Brittany. Thank you. I'm so excited that you're here. So I would love to start off by letting our listeners learn a little bit more about you. Can you tell us like where you're from, what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So um, my background, I was born in the year of the horse. So I jump around a lot. Uh, I wanted to be a CEO. Then from there, I started working at Amazon. I wanted to be an executive assistant. Then I found another job and I became an executive assistant at a construction company. Then I went back to accounting, which was my original plan. I wanted to do wine, I wanted to do all these things. Um, But I found that working behind the desk was not for me. I wanted to help people and I wanted to reach people. Um, So I figured since I wanted to jump around a lot, I might as well get paid for it. So that's what brought me to uh, being a personal trainer um, and a fitness professional. I love that. We're very similar because I've done all of the things as well, so. a millennial thing it is sure (laughs) it is a millennial thing wait what's the year of the horse 90 90 okay well 
year of the snake. I was 89, so I feel you. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so I love learning about my guest's fitness journey. Can you tell us a little bit more about your personal fitness journey? So have you always been interested in fitness? And what brought you to wanting to be a personal trainer and help others? Yeah, so um, growing up in school, I wasn't always a natural athlete. Um, but I'm very competitive. So uh, I, with the hard work hard worker, obviously. I'm a horse. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And so with hard work and dedication and goals, um, I was always determined to get better and be better. Um, And so that kind of laid the foundation for um, discipline. And then uh, going off to college and not moving anymore, I fell into a very deep depression. And within um, the depths of my depression, I fell out of a routine and I was um, enticed to go to the gym again by a friend and I just kind of caught my second wind and fell in love and found that I had a purpose and it made me feel good. So that's what kind of got me moving. Um, And also that's kind of what opened my eyes to wanting to help other people. And I felt like that um, was a better push for me So that's kind of what brought me here as a fitness professional. I love that. I love that kind of your relationship with fitness sounds like it was very much a mental thing. It was all about kind of feeling better overall, coming into your own, and not necessarily a, like, I want to be skinny, because I think that's where a lot of people start. And if that's your intention, it's very hard to stick with that. Absolutely. Um, Within finding the gym, I – the the gym I went to, the local LA Fitness, I went to, uh, it was full of bodybuilders. So it was a bodybuilding gym (laughs) and it was a very diverse gym. And a lot of the bodybuilders were people of color. So, um, I was like, well, I'm going to try this. And so within trying that, I competed, um, in the Emerald cup and within doing that, I found a lot of discipline, but it also was not good for me. Um, once com- coming out of bodybuilding, um, just kind of the, the mind frame that you go into is, okay, I know I've only eaten 400 calories today, but I'm still going to go to the gym and burn a thousand. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'm not sure if it was 400, but yeah. I know it was very low. Yeah. Um, and I was still working out and training. So, I mean, I knew I had discipline and the hard work. Um, so that kind of laid the principles like, okay, I want to go out with my friends, but I know I can't um, because I have bigger goals for myself. But coming out of that, uh, I really messed up my metabolism. Mm-hmm. And within six months, I gained 90 pounds. Oh, my God. And it took two years to get off. Wow. Yeah. And it did it. It took two years to get off because, I mean, I was going to crash diet and I sent my body into a starvation mode. And within that time frame, because um, I wasn't quite yet a personal trainer, but within that a time span of wanting to heal myself because um, I went to several doctors like hey can you check my thyroid can you like something's going on can you check like my digestive system I'm not digesting foods properly anymore mm-hmm. like something is going on something's wacky hormonally something was off um, and every time I'd go to the doctor you know of course they would give me the same like oh well eat a balanced diet like, I can't get any more balanced. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. I'm going to be eating cardboard soon. <laughs> like, I can't get any more balanced. And they're like, well, you know, maybe, you know, with regular exercise, it's like, I'm exercising. Exactly. Um, and 
I also had to get a colonoscopy, which That's scary. At and so twenty-four young. is not is very scary. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, am I dying? You know, <laughs> I didn't know what was going on with my body. So I became a. Um, a holistic health coach. I went to the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. Mm-hmm. And within going to that school, that's when I really fell in love with um, helping others. Yeah. Not only helping myself, but helping others because I got to a point where I was like, okay, this is what, this is the cards I'm dealt with. I cannot do anything about it right now, but what I can do is set my future um, up and I can get on a better, habitual, um, healthier lifestyle. Totally. You know, you can't, I can't punish myself for eating the foods I really love um, because I can't lose any weight. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not healthy. So Mm -hmm. I had to get a healthy um, mind frame around um, lifestyle, around being healthy, being balanced, and also being happy. So that's when I kind of fell in love with it, and that drove me to want to um, become a personal trainer. Because within going to school, I helped my mom lose 90 pounds. That's amazing. And, um, you know, like just seeing her go from, I mean, I love my mom. She's a very strong woman. But seeing who she was before the 90 pounds and seeing who she was after the confidence. Just skyrocket. Oh, my gosh. It was so amazing. And it just touched my heart. And I'm like, this is what I love. I want to do this. So that's when I... Um, pursued fitness. Mm -hmm. I love that. Thank you. Isn't it the best feeling when you help someone feel better about themselves? Oh my gosh. Every time, every time I help someone, um, it just, it just touches my heart. Like I just, I don't know. I can't put into words because, um, it's so euphoric and it's not for everyone, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but Mm -hmm. it's for me. And that's what I love the most. I love that. I love that. I love that. I also love that you share a lot of your workouts, at least on Instagram. If you guys aren't following Brittany, follow her at Curvy Curl. We will also have that tagged in the show notes. I love that you share a lot of what your workouts are that revolve around strength training. And strength training is something that's really underrated for a lot of women. I think women think that they're going to get bulky. They assume that all strength training is like bodybuilding, which because you're well-versed in both, like you know that that's not the case. That's very specific. Um, But through building physical strength, oftentimes we can really build that mental and emotional strength as well. Has that been your experience with strength training? Um, Absolutely. And to start, I definitely want to dispel an old wives' tale of if you lift heavy, you'll get big you won't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll you'll get stronger, yes, but you'll build lean muscle and you'll also burn fat and you'll rev your metabolism so you can eat more. Um, Who doesn't want that? So let's start there because <laughs> it's not true. But, um, you know, in lifting heavy, um, I mean, I'm a curvy girl and right now I am at the strongest I've ever been. I am at the leanest I've ever been with a with being able to eat what I want. Um, I'm faster. I can run faster. I'm more athletic, um, and I'm still a curvy girl. And I'm not big and bulky. I definitely have muscle, but I definitely lift really freaking heavy. Um, but you know, in lifting heavy, it, it gives me a door and really great endorphins and adrenaline, and I feel good. I love the way I look. Um, and it's given me courage, courage to stand up for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and my reason to share um, my workouts 
uh, online is to, sh- I mean, share with what I know with mm-hmm. everyone so we all can be fit um, because strong is sexy. Hell yeah, it is. Yes. And especially in the online wellness space, I mean, I think there's definitely a lack of representation for women of color. Not necessarily saying that there aren't women of color out there putting out that content because there are, but women of color aren't as often celebrated. They're not the ones being featured on the big accounts or in the fitness magazines as often. And so I think that's why I really love what you're doing and that you're sharing because someone will see you doing that and say, hey, I can do that too. Absolutely. I mean, I think growing up for me, I never had any women of color role models to look up to to get moving. You know, my mom is a former uh, tennis collegiate player, um, athlete, I should say. And uh, I mean, but she wasn't moving anymore. She was a full-time mom and also an attorney. So I didn't really have that growing up to see. Um, And social media wasn't around. And it's kind of like what you said in your last episode. (laughs) Um, I mean, we are like our um, social media pages. We are the editorial. Mm -hmm. We are the editors of that. So I have full editorial control of what I push and I do see it as, you know, my job to show women, women of color, parents, kids, um, that we can do this. Yeah, like there's nothing wrong with it. Like, let's do this. Let's go to the gym. Let's get strong because we're going to feel better. Exactly. And we can prioritize ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. And especially, I mean, I love it sounds like, too, since you had helped your mom on her weight loss journey, like you also helped her be able to kind of prioritize herself too if it sounds like oh yeah for a while for sure she wasn't yeah you know and just taking that time and I mean she feels better when she Mm -hmm. eats healthier foods you know I mean my mom is um a Mm Mexican-American and so we eat a lot of Mexican food which (laughs) is the best (laughs) but at times it does bog you down a little Mm -hmm. and give you a little bit bit of brain fog Mm -hmm. So, you know, opting out and crowding out the bad stuff and bringing in more good stuff that makes her feel better. Yeah. Um, she can feel a difference. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, she's prioritizing herself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which not enough women do. Oh, absolutely. Especially women of color. Especially women of color because, yep. you know, we feel like we have the weight of our shoulders mm-hmm. on with the weight of the world on our shoulders and we have to be that, we have to be Wonder Woman for everyone. We have to be Wonder Woman at work. We have to be Wonder Woman at home for our kids. Um, And it's hard to think of yourself, you know, without feeling selfish or feeling guilty. Mm -hmm. But it's something that we need to do, um, even if it's an hour. It's 4% of your day. We see that meme all over Instagram. (laughs) It's 4% of your day. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. So I would love to know, just as just my own nosiness, what is your favorite kind of workout? Um... You know, I love a good grind. Mm. <laughs> I love yeah. a good grind. So yeah. complexes are my thing. Oh, those are so fun. Because I can just get lost yeah. and grind. And it's just me. There's no one else. Yeah. I'll play some music, and that is my jam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Complexes, especially stringing movements together and then getting really creative with it. Yeah. I, I really love um, strength training with kettlebells. hmm um, because I see a, I see the way my uh, physique has changed using kettlebells because you use so many muscles yeah. in all of your movements, um, 
and you breathe with movement mm-hmm. uh, like that is just my jam like a good grind some loud music an hour in an empty gym is just it's perfect it's like recess it's like adult recess it is it's better than adult (laughs) recess because there's no one telling me when to come in exactly (laughs) so for you as a trainer as a coach um have you been in situations working in the fitness space where you look around and you're like oh I'm the only woman of color here maybe taking a fitness class teaching a class certification workshops like what were those experiences like for you you know so yes I have been the only woman of color um, or the only representative of color in a lot of these um, situations and um, I do see an area to improve um, and to uh, you know getting more people of color in fitness is one of my ultimate goals um, so I see it as I need to reach the parents first mm-hmm. so then they can, um, lead the legacy to their children. Um, and I think that that dynamic will change in classes at workshops in, um, I mean, in fitness in general. Um, so in years to come, uh, in our next generation, this question won't be so prominent and the answer will be no. You know, I'm yeah. not the only person of color yep. in this room. Yeah. I love that. And I love starting with parents so that their kids can see what they're doing and so that their kids will want to do what they see their parents doing. Oh, absolutely. So yeah. I mean, for instance, uh, like for for our, for our nieces, you know, like I call it baby fitness. <laughs> yeah. And I'll go, high knees, high knees. <laughs> and now they walk around and they say, high knees, high knees. Yeah. And they kick. Um, they do baby noga. <laughs> they know tree pose and down dog, which is um, a tabletop position. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they're at a, such a young age, but they understand baby fitness. Um, and I think that's where it starts is moving so our kids can see that we're moving. So it won't be like most of us. Mm-hmm. I need to go to the gym. Like, how do I do this? How do I start? Where do I start? You know, I think it starts with us reaching the parents. So kids, our next generation, will know where to start. Absolutely. You know, there won't be a, where do I start? That question won't come up. And it, hopefully, the question of being the only person of color and how does that feel won't come up because it's not the best feeling because we know it's an area that needs improvement. For sure. Mm -hmm. And what I loved, I mean, for those of you listening, last week, uh, at least the few days before we recorded this, we were at an event here in Seattle called the Sweat Summit. And I think one thing that I really loved about the Sweat Summit was how diverse it was in terms of the people there. We're just all different types of people. And it was one of the very few wellness events that I know I've been to where I looked around and I'm like, oh, there are people who look like me here. Mm -hmm. Because most of the time, unfortunately, that's just not the case. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I really appreciated that event. Um, and connecting with other women of color mm-hmm. in this fitness industry because yeah. it's, I mean, with our busy schedules, we there are only so many 6 p.m. like during the week. Mm-hmm. There's only five. Yep. And if we all teach or work at 6 p.m., mm-hmm. we will not see each other. Exactly. <laughs> Same thing on the weekend. You know, mm-hmm. we also need to plan downtime for ourselves. So it's so hard to connect. So what I appreciate about that most is it brought all of us together mm-hmm. to meet each other. Um, and to be in the same space um, and 
I mean, for me, it's like, I need to support you more. How can I support you more? What do I need to do? Do I need to post you? I need to get to your class. Like you just reminded me getting to your class or seeing you or connecting with you is on my, is up there on my to-do list. So yeah, yeah, that was really nice. It's important. It's It's super important. It's very important, especially in a city where there's very few of us. Yes. um, Women of color in the, um, I mean, not just women of color, just people of color Mm -hmm. to support each other. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And also keeping your trainer hat on. um, Why do you think it's important that clients see women of color and people of color in the wellness space? Whether maybe they are a woman of color, maybe they're not, and maybe having like one of us as their trainer or their instructor is like the one taste of diversity that they get that week. Absolutely. It's still really important. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just like you know, the education system and having, you know, teachers of color, um, same goes for fitness, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it's our, our children need to see it. Parents need to see it. Um, you know, it's just, it's important that we are teaching, that we are the teachers we're teaching and, um, we're holding ourselves and our clients to a higher level of, um, higher expectation that you need to be in here and you need to move and I'm going to show you how to do it and we're going to do it properly you're going to feel successful and you're going to feel really good after totally Mm -hmm. and showing that that can look any kind of way it can look any way and it it's not um I mean I know so to rewind um I did a I'm also a bar instructor Mm -hmm. and the uh that's a that's a format that could use some diversifying oh, absolutely. sorry I'm just gonna put it out there I mean you're nicer I than I am <laughs> I don't <laughs> I mean I don't really teach bar much anymore but I am a bar instructor <laughs> but it is something that I want to get into and I remember <laughs> the first slide when I was is bar above yeah. uh, Trisha Madden Murphy mm-hmm. she um, oh, she's wonderful she's I so, love her classes I she's take wonderful. her Tabata classes sometimes oh yeah yeah she mm-hmm. is amazing amazing and she was like you know she was are you coming to the bar certification I'm like I'm thinking about it I don't know if I want to dedicate eight hours on my one day off (laughs) to do this but I'm thinking about it and she's like you should do it you should do it and I finally came and her first slide was what do you see here (laughs) and I didn't want to say well there is no people of color (laughs) everyone is thin everyone's skinny and no one says anything well The first thing someone said was, oh, well, they're all the same height. I'm like, that's what you see? (laughs) I'm like, I see something different. (laughs) And so I'm just listening to what people saw, and I'm like, that's not what I see. And then she says, there are no people of color. (laughs) She's like, everyone is built the same. Everyone's the same height. Everyone's blonde. Everyone's blue eyes. She's like, that's not what we want anymore. You know, and I'm like, finally. Thank you. Someone says it, and it doesn't have to be the only person of color yes. in the room. You it know? gets exhausting to always have to be the one who's is. the only one who notices. Well, I think it, it's not only mm. exhausting, but damn, do I have to explain <laughs> myself everywhere I go to be a good representation for who I am? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, like, come on. We're not woke. <laughs> like, as much, you know, like... I'm like, you can't say stay woke because you're not woke because you don't understand where I'm coming from, you know, but you like there, that's when she was like, you know, that's why I asked you to come because you're the perfect candidate. And I'm like, yeah, I'm so happy I came. Mm -hmm. Um, 
to be a good representative for this, yeah. especially the bar community. Yep. Um, I know I need to get back into teaching bar classes. So <laughs> if anyone is interested, please let me know. <laughs> I'll take your class. It'll be the two of us. <laughs> be the most diverse bar class in Seattle. Yeah, we'll post it. <laughs> bar none. That'll be the description. <laughs> Especially, I mean, I know for me, like being someone who is a bit more muscular, the times I take bar, I look around, everybody's so tiny. It's all these ex-ballerinas and I've got all these muscles and I'm so bulky and I am not flexible like that. And I oh yeah, am, stick out like a sore thumb. And I mean, if you just look in the mirror and look at your hair, it's like mine's the only one in a little bun. Yep, that too. <laughs> like everyone else's hair is in a really cute pony and mm-hmm. mine is in a bun, a sweat bun. <laughs> it's real. Um, when I introduced you, I kind of hinted at it a little bit, that I recently took one of your cycling classes. And what I didn't mention in the intro was that it was a trap ride in partnership with The Collective. For those of you who don't know, The Collective is a group based here in Seattle. It's all about connecting young black professionals in the city. So can you tell us about how these specific classes came to be and why you chose to offer them? Yeah, so, I mean, <clears throat> first off, riding a bike is not easy. cycling is not easy and if you go to a place um, where you aren't inspired um, in a community um, that also doesn't inspire you and rode 45 to an hour you would not want to go back Um, and cycle bar realizes that Mm -hmm. and we realize it at cycle bar and I definitely realize it being a woman of color um, you know folks want to we wanted to have a class that has, a, that has some flavor, you know, that has some flavor, especially for young professionals who want to hear that music, you know, who want to hear some trap music, hip hop music. Um, and when I met Anthony Kerr, uh, you know, that's, that was kind of in alignment to what they were doing down at the collective um, and something that I also wanted to offer. And that's how it was birthed, you know, because, um, trap music mirrors the music that we want to hear and it's a very diverse crowd it's not just people of color Mm -hmm. which is so beautiful for sure yeah and it's a good time like it's a good time I'm a great representative for us um because one thing that Anthony um definitely said in us creating the trap ride was when uh, when folks go to other classes and these classes are listed as hip-hop classes Mm. they'll get a hip-hop artist (laughs) on an EDM track, that's not hip hop. No. <laughs> that's yeah. not, you know, no. or um, it'll be a song with a hip hop artist mixed in on it and that'll be a part of a hip hop class and that's not fun, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of misleading. So something we definitely didn't want to do was mislead anyone and it specifically being trap music. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think what I love about it too is that when you have a, a piece of your culture that's kind of represented even if it's like a new fitness class you haven't taken before but like your song comes on you instantly feel more comfortable and instantly just feel more connected to what's going on absolutely and especially with the hip-hop culture you know a lot of the music is not just from one region Mm -hmm. and we have a lot of transplants who live here in the city so I mean, we'll put a bounce song in there. We'll put some reggae, you know, um, 
you know, some soca music and somebody, it hopefully it'll resonate with someone. Yeah. Like that's my jam. I'm going to push a little bit harder, mm-hmm. you know, and 45 minutes flew by. Oh, so fast. Cause y'all, I hate cycling, but I really <laughs> like the class. <laughs> you did well. You it's because really I'm competitive, well. but I don't you have to be. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's like, I'm a trainer. I need to come in before everyone here. <laughs> That's a little bit, a little bit. You know, Absolutely. I try to be nice, mm-hmm. but I'm not that nice. Um. <laughs> <laughs> not when it comes to like wait there's a board there's a leadership exactly. board like mm. oh those rpms i'm like oh i still gotta yeah. like you know i'm gonna beat you right <laughs> exactly exactly it's kind of like how if you're on the treadmill you're automatically racing the person next to you oh you know? yeah they don't they don't know Absolutely. that they're in a oh. race but i know i mean we're in i a know race. i'm in a race <laughs> at everything like at everything i do i'm like you know we're competing right <laughs> Like, you better catch up with me because <laughs> I'm going to leave you behind because I'm going to work hard. Mm-hmm. Just leave it all, leave it all on the bike. Yeah. <laughs> Shifting gears a little bit, I love your Instagram captions. They're super inspiring. I feel like you talk a lot about self-love, overcoming negative self-talk. Those are such important topics that everyone needs to hear because I think it's human nature for all of us, women of color or not, to be our own toughest critic. So what are some of your ways, your favorite ways to practice self-compassion or self-love when you're in a funk? Um, Oreos and wine. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> no kidding. Balance. That's why this is the Balanced Black Girl Podcast. It is podcast. the Balanced Black Girl Podcast. <laughs> and I love Oreos and I love wine, so it's a good balance. <laughs> it's a full meal. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, um, taking time out for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's very important to me. Uh, some people call it meditation, or you can call it sitting in a room for mm-hmm. 10, 15 minutes with no music and just in silent mm-hmm. silence. That really helps. Um, I mean, I also, and that's the frugal way, you know, but if you want to spend some money, um, I love cryotherapy, mm-hmm. um, massages. Mm-hmm. I always enjoy um, commuting with my family because it's very important for me. Yeah. Um, getting my nails done, getting my hair done, <laughs> having somebody tell me I'm beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those things are always great. <laughs> but um, just seriously taking the time out for myself and unplugging f- from the fitness world, mm-hmm. um, unplugging from social media, turning my phone off, yes. not opening up my laptop. Um, you know, those are really great ways to just to start mm-hmm. so I can um, – clear my mind and just kind of gather my thoughts and check in with myself and see how I'm feeling. Um, you know, am I feeling sad? Am I feel happy? Am I mad? Am I jealous? You know, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Whatever it is. And, and if I am, I yeah. need to figure out why. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can change it because I'm naturally, I'm very extroverted and a very happy person. And um, I mean, and I'm very competitive, not with other people, but with myself. Yeah. And um I mean, and, you know, being a fitness professional, it's hard, you know, and at times, like if I teach a class and I feel like it wasn't a good class, I am harder on myself than anybody in that room, yeah. you know, and, or if I see a bad review about myself, which mm. luckily I haven't seen in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, those, it really gets to me because I'm very passionate about what I do. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes I beat myself up and I do have a bit of, I have a bit of seasonal depression. Mm-hmm. Um, so really taking care of myself and slowing down um, is something that's very important for me to do 
so I know that's my self-love and self-care. Yeah. And I don't know what it is for other people, but I know what works for me right now, and that's totally. what works for me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that you said that because I think that self-love, self-compassion, self-care are so individual. Yeah, and just being patient with myself. Yeah. You know, um, like, you know, like I've been wanting to get my website up, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I've been beating myself up. Like, you've had all this time. <laughs> Why haven't you done it? Um, you're falling behind, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, like I like to say it on my Instagram a lot because we have that that little unwanted voice mm-hmm. that always pops up that yep. tells us we're not worthy, we're... Um, we're not great and so we really have to quiet that and yeah. look at what we are doing that is great and check in like and know that you're that that bitch so be that bitch. sometimes I have to do that and <laughs> <laughs> that's my self-compassion for myself oh so, yeah <laughs> I love that do you ever sometimes post things on Instagram like inspiring quotes and stuff because you're like I need to hear this, so I'm going to put it out there and pretend like I'm saying it to everybody else, but really I'm talking to me. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, you know, like when I was very depressed, luckily social media was around and I would follow um, like positive like pages. And I mean, as cheesy as it sounds, there were some that just really spoke to me. If this speaks to me, then, you know, like maybe if I say something, it can speak to someone, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I just need to share with how I'm feeling because maybe somebody else is going through the same thing because yeah. I know when I do share certain things, yeah. I'll get a few messages like, thank you. Yes. Needed to hear that. Yes. And I'm like, you know what? Good. Because I needed Me to too. hear it too. We're in the same boat. So cheers to you. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. Yes. Yes. I sometimes I need to hear it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's so much truth to that. And I also love that you talked about following sources of positivity because I think social media is one of those things where it's definitely a highlight reel and if you spend too much time in it it could be very challenging but I think sometimes we all kind of like to blame social media for our problems mm-hmm. when really we control what we follow and we control what we look at and you can choose to look at things that uplift you absolutely um I would agree 100% there and it's also your environment mm-hmm. you know um I mean, for me, I know uh, this year I have definitely been in more of a um, emotionally, you know, my my goal has been to become mo- more emotionally mature mm. and controlling things and taking responsibility. Yeah. You know, like maybe I came off, you know, like instead of blaming and pointing the finger at somebody, well, it's like, well, maybe it was me. Mm. And if so, I need to self-correct that. So, um, you know, within following positive pages, I've also started looking inward. It's like, well, what am I not doing? Mm -hmm. Instead of like beating myself up, like what am I not doing so I can fix it? Yeah. What am I doing because I don't like X, Y, and Z, or I don't like how maybe this person is treating me so but maybe I sent the wrong message you know um so I do think it's very important and also your environment the people you're around like if the people you're around is gossiping and being very negative chances are it's going to rub off on you um and I know I want to attract positive energy so I want to give out positive energy um so that's a a kind of been my saying you you are what you follow you Mm -hmm. are who you hang around Mm -hmm. and you know, that come, becomes your mind frame and 
that becomes life for you, unfortunately. It's so true. Sometimes you have to check in. Mm-hmm. I always say, check in with yourself. How are you feeling? <laughs> like, please check in. And I also want to share these things because I want people to know that even though I'm a fitness professional and I do live a healthier lifestyle, um, I have bad days too. I like wine. I like Oreos. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't want to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I need a little bit of uplifting because just because I'm uplifting you doesn't mean I'm feeling uplifted. Mm-hmm. So I also need this. I need to hear it. Mm-hmm. So I know you need to hear it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, if anything, sometimes when you're always in the position of having to uplift other people, you need even a little bit more uplifting because you're constantly giving yours out to everybody else. Oh, yeah. I mean, you always have to refill your cup. And um, I kind of found myself... Uh, terrorizing everyone around me (laughs) (laughs) when I give too much so uh, yeah but that's good (laughs) self-awareness absolutely (laughs) very good self-awareness and I think also in terms of filling up your cup I mean something especially prevalent for women of color absolutely yeah I mean you cannot you cannot help anyone if your well is dry Mm mm-hmm so you have to take the time for yourself. Um, it's just so important, mm-hmm. you know, because then you find yourself miserable and you find yourself in a bad space and, you know, the week you let it go by, the week turns into two weeks, two weeks turns into three weeks, three weeks turns into a month, a month turns into half a year, half a year turns into a year, five years, 10 years, mm-hmm. and you forget how to love yourself yeah you know so it is very important for us to as women of color to love ourselves so we can teach our kids to love themselves um especially our young girls Mm -hmm. to love themselves into it's not selfish to put yourself first sometimes you know um it's very important it's super necessary yeah i like to like i'm always like you get a massage? I need a massage. When is your birthday? Happy early birthday. Yeah. <laughs> like, I will gift you a massage. Like, what do you need from me? <laughs> How do we fill that cup back up? Absolutely. Yes. Like, what do you what do you like to do? You yeah. know, I know for a lot of my clients, I take more of a holistic approach mm-hmm. um, to training and to getting to know my clients. Like, I'm always like, yes, I know you like me, but we need to have a one-on-one session to see mm-hmm. if we like each other's company. Yeah. Because there is nothing, there's nothing motivating about being in a personal training session with someone you don't enjoy. Mm-hmm. Why are you going to waste one your money, your time, and this is a beautiful time for you? Yep. Why are you going to waste it with someone you don't like? So mm-hmm. this is we are forming not just a, um, you know, client trainer relationship. This is a partnership. Absolutely. So. Let's make sure we like each other. Oh, yeah. That's numero uno. <laughs> yeah. Having clients that are a good fit. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I think you can attest to. <laughs> oh, I know. To that. Kind of along the same lines, you know, before we started recording, you were telling me a little bit about just some of the different experiences you've had as a trainer in terms of training different populations and kind of how that's been. What have been some of the big takeaways you've learned in your years being a trainer where maybe training in certain neighborhoods, seeing certain mentalities that you wanted to kind of spread? You know, so I have trained in um, uh, a lot of different um, economic background uh, neighborhoods. 
And I would say in more of the neighborhoods, um, where it's a predominantly white neighborhood, fitness is first. Mm -hmm. Going to the gym is first. Um, And I mean, and it was shocking to me um, because one of the gyms I started at, I started out there as the front desk staff until I could build my clientele. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, just so people could see me and get to know my face Mm -hmm. and trust me. I started there, and the first time I saw somebody invest $1,500 in an annual membership, Oof. as well as a 20-pack personal training, I'm like, what? Did, <laughs> what, a lot what of do dollars. you bank? <laughs> a lot of what dollars. do you bank and what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> and you have a house, you know, because growing up, we don't see that, mm-hmm. you know, and that's something that I definitely was a takeaway where it's like, okay, I need to create the awareness because they're going to train, you know, in in predominantly white neighborhoods, they're going to hire a trainer, Mm -hmm. whether it's you, me, Joe, Bob, Sally, whoever the trainer is, they're going to hire you because that comes first for them Mm -hmm. because that is a form of self-love that Mm -hmm. they understand that they need. Mm -hmm. And in our community, you know, we're ripping and running around and taking care of everybody. We don't do that. Yeah. You know, so... um, creating that self-awareness like so for me it's like however I need to do this you know what do I need to do Mm -hmm. I will whatever I put I'm going to put it on social media Mm -hmm. I'm going to um you know I also do um like nutrition talks at um one of the churches um down in uh where I grew up and you know I do those for free because it's like we need the awareness and we need leaders in this industry who are good representatives to come and share that like hey they do it. Mm-hmm. You need to do it. Mm-hmm. Like what? They're they're not different from you. Nope. We are human. You need to move. You feel better when you do it. Mm-hmm. You are better for your family mm-hmm. when you feel better. Yeah. So you need to get moving. You need to um, show your kids. Like I said earlier, you know that this is important. Yeah. It's important to move and not just moving, but like the mental awareness as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. Um, at the sweat form, um, at the sweat, um, mm-hmm. uh, gosh, summit. I don't know why. the summit. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> athletic form. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, they spoke about. You know, I know Nate spoke about seeing a therapist. Yeah, I mean, I see a therapist. You know, because life is hard, mm-hmm. and sometimes you just need someone to talk to, yeah. and we need to be comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and accepting help. Yeah. You which know, can be so hard to do. I think that is one of the biggest things where it's like, hey, you need my help, so let me help you. Yeah. You don't know it all. You know, I know there's all these things you can see on social media, but you don't know it all. You need to come sit down. Let's have a conversation. Let me help you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, I, it's, it's not just for money. Like, I genuinely want to do this. So I do a lot of... Um, Reduced trainings, mm-hmm. um, small group trainings, free nutrition seminars. Um, I mean, I even have a few like clients that I tr- online train for free because, you know, yeah. they love it, they want it, but maybe it's a financial issue. Yeah. But it's like, okay, I know you want this. I know you're gonna do it. Yeah. I know this matters for you, so I will help you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. Yeah. Just being a resource. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Resource and representation, the two R's. The two R's. So important. <laughs> so important. Yes. And also just 
talking about the fitness space and being a fitness professional who's a woman of color, it's a very unique thing because fitness, the fitness industry can be a very male dominated field. It's kind of a boys club. If you walk into a gym and you look at a lot of the people who are either working at the gym outside of boutique fitness, because I think boutique fitness is a little more feminine, but kind of your normal gym or health club is a little bit of a boys club. Mm-hmm. Be it the staff, be it the weight room, it's a very masculine, male-dominated place. And so as a woman, especially a woman of color, have you had any experiences where you kind of struggled to maybe find your place a little bit in a place at such a boys club or like obstacles with that? Yeah. I mean, I think I would say yes and no mm-hmm. to that question because um, – I mean, I think I'm just, I'm such an extrovert (laughs) and I'm like, and I'm like, okay, who likes me? (laughs) Everybody. I like you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I, I have, I mean, with fitness being so so, um, male dominant, I think as a woman in general, like you have to be that much smarter mm-hmm. and that much stronger and you have to show that you have muscles and you have to show you know what you know but not too much muscle but not because too much god muscle. forbid you know but i think for me personally i found a place where it's like okay let's laugh let's feel good let's be happy yep and i think by putting that in the universe i've kind of received that back mm-hmm. but i definitely see it often yeah you know i see it often and it's like okay i'm a woman He's a man. I might have more continued education than him. Mm-hmm. I might be smarter than him, but I know there are few who will go there. And I mean, when I first started training, one of the first gyms I worked out of, um, which really threw me off of wanting to be there, was we'll see who you attract. I'm like, what the hell what does, that, does mean? that mean? Like, I am a professional. Yeah. Like, I'm getting in this to be a professional, not to be a thirst bucket. <laughs> this is, I'm not yeah. thirst trapping out here. <laughs> like, I am a professional, okay? <laughs> so, I know, like, that was one thing that I was like, mm, no, yeah, not going to be here. Yeah. yeah, this isn't going to work. Um, but, I mean, I do see it. Yeah. So, that's why I even feel like it's more important for me to have more of a voice yeah. online. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, it's like, just because you go to a gym because you might like the way someone looks mm-hmm. or you trust someone else doesn't mean you're going to get the best results. Exactly. Or they're going to say the right things to you. Yep. I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. I'm going, I understand what you're going through. Yep. You know, I understand these bodily, bo- these bodily, your, what's going on. Mm-hmm. I understand that. I also understand that maybe the man who you might be training with can eat 5,000 calories a day, but you can't. And yep. he's telling you, eat it. Yep. No, I can't. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like my legs, my thighs are saying don't. Yeah. Okay. Like, <laughs> so it's like, I understand that. So I think yeah. that's why it's even more important for me to have a voice. And I think it's important for you to have this podcast to create that awareness where it's like, Hey, we are women of color mm-hmm. in this industry. You know, like we have done all the edu- we've done, we have the credentials. Mm-hmm. We continue to get our educate. We mm-hmm. continue to get edu- continued education credits. Yeah. Um, like, this is what I have. Yeah. I'm a wonderful resource for you. Yep. You need to, like, w- w- do your research. Mm-hmm. 
do your research. See yeah. if you like this person. See mm-hmm. if you like this person. You know, like I said earlier, I have yeah. a holistic approach where I'm like, let's make sure we this is a good fit. Yeah. Because you know, I don't want to fit like the OJ glove. <laughs> <laughs> With you, the like, glove does not fit. I don't want to fit like that. <laughs> so you know, I think um, having the awareness. And us having a voice in mm-hmm. this community yep. is very important and us supporting each other. Absolutely. Because, um, you know, like maybe I have some people who might not have never heard of this podcast, mm-hmm. but now they'll listen mm-hmm. and they'll, they might hear something that maybe I don't, I can't tell them, or maybe mm-hmm. something you know that I don't know or something I forgot, mm-hmm. you know, or now, you know, you have a better following or maybe there's somebody on your end and I mean, it's just we can be wonderful resources for each other and support. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was totally like why I wanted to create this platform was I had so many people reaching out to me saying, you're the only woman of color in wellness that I see, or I had taken a social media break for a while. Mm -hmm. And people were, you know, sending me messages of like, when you're not here, there's no diversity in my feed. And I'm like, one, that shouldn't be the case because I know of a lot of women of color who are like doing the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Two, I am only one person. I can really only represent my experience. Yeah. I can't speak to everyone's. <laughs> I can't be the token WOC for the wellness space. Yes. And like, I want to introduce everybody to more people and amplify more people because I know mm-hmm. I'm not the only one and I don't have the answer to everything. Absolutely. And I want to bring people who have different answers to the audience to yeah. benefit. I mean, it's kind of like, I mean, one thing that I really saw, and I actually have it saved on my desktop because it's so <laughs> important to me. <laughs> Let me pull it up real quick. Yeah. But it's pull about, it up, pull it's it up. even about how people of color spend their dollars. Mm. That's powerful. You know, it's even about that. Yeah. So like, I mean, I'll just read it. Yeah. A, a dollar spends 28 days circulating in the Asian community. Mm-hmm. 19 days in the Jewish community, 17 days in a predominantly WASP community, mm-hmm. um, and seven days in, his, in a Hispanic community. Yeah. A dollar circulates for only six hours in the black community. Six hours. Wow. Like, I have this saved on wow. my desktop, you know? Um, that's kind of, that's sad, you know? Um, in other words, when a black person earns a dollar it is typically not spent with a black owned business Mm. 99% of our 1.3 trillion dollar buying power is spent outside of our community Mm. black people spend less money in black owned businesses than other racial and ethnic groups spend in businesses owned by members of their groups wow that's incredibly powerful because well for a couple of reasons one it shows that the black community has tremendous spending power in terms of a lot of industries rely on our money absolutely probably every industry relies Mm -hmm. on our money yeah and the power that we have to really vote with our dollar and potentially create change with our dollar is incredible it's the biggest thing is creating change yeah you know so that's why being a a representative of a woman of of 
people of color mm-hmm. is so important to me. Absolutely. You know, however I need to do it. You know, like, what do I need to do? Who do I need to share this information <laughs> with? <laughs> exactly. You know, like, who do who I need I to need, get on board? Who do I need to get on board? What do I need to do? What class do you need? What do I need to offer you? What are you struggling with? Like, let me know <laughs> because I want to be there to help you um, or at least help guide you yeah. to a, a resource that might, you know, might help you. Absolutely. So. And continue to empower our community. Absolutely. So it's always been. Oh, I love that. Very important for me to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, you'll have to send that to me. Maybe we can link it in the show notes or something because that's incredibly powerful. Yeah. I love it. Well, Brittany, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I loved this conversation and I know that our listeners are going to love it as well. For people who want to keep in touch with you, where can they find you? You can find me um, at Frankie and Joe's. (laughs) (laughs) For people who don't know, Frankie and Joe's is this like bomb ice cream, vegan ice cream spot here in Seattle. If you are in Seattle and you've never been to Frankie and Joe's, get on it. If you are planning to visit Seattle, put Frankie and Joe's on your itinerary. This podcast is not sponsored by Frankie and Joe's, but if Frankie and Joe's would like to sponsor, I am accepting. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> even I, I'll payment in ice cream. Free cone. Okay. <laughs> I will pay the ice cream. Just give me the cone. <laughs> and I mean, if you think about it, like people of color, um, has some digestive issues, so mm-hmm. it's vegan. So we need that. We need <laughs> that. Your friends, you can find me um, on Instagram, Curvy Curl, C U R V Y C U R L. Um, you can find me at Cycle Bar. I do Hip Hop Wednesdays at five thirty p.m. First class is free, so please check it out. Um, I'm also a strength and conditioning coach, personal trainer. Um, I am. A, freelance trainer um so hit me up belltown strength and conditioning i teach a few classes there um and same there your first class is free so if you are interested um please let me know Uh, if you have any questions let me know if i can't help you i will figure it out i will find an answer for you Yes, and we will have all of Brittany's information linked in the show notes so that you can keep in touch with her, so that you can work out with her. She is wonderful, so you guys definitely want to hit up one of her classes because she's great. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I know. No, I'm kidding. Yes, yes, claim that. (laughs) Or you can find me at Athleta. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I teach free community classes there um, once a month, so you can find me there. Yes, so many opportunities to work out with Brittany what y'all should all do yeah (laughs) thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time bye bye